Welcome to a new podcast where we're breaking through and breaking it down with a new girl, your host, Dawn Piercy. And we are on Mariano Big Dog's Corner. We have brought you Patrick Kilpatrick. He is noted as being one of the finest screen and television character actors and villains of his time. He is also a producer, a director, a screenwriter, and president and CEO of UDF, which is Uncommon Dialogue Films Incorporated. Patrick, welcome to Mariano Big Dog's Corner here on a new podcast. How are you? <laughs> well, it's my pleasure to be here. I'm very well, thank you. I've, uh, um, I'm, I'm ready for some form of dessert, I think, though. <laughs> now it's that time as the British say it's tea time but yeah, I'm doing really great yeah it is now I know you're playing against a spectrum of Hollywood's leading action heroes with a hard-edged heroic role now you had been in a serious car accident at 17 years old how right. did you overcome that and be able to be a stuntman in over a hundred roles. Well, I want to make clear. I mean, it's uh, it it was the same thing as being a stuntman, but I really wasn't a stuntman. I was an actor who was very physical and was able to do um, a lot of the physical stuff. I had a stunt double for ten years, a guy named Dave Rowden. But you always end up doing most of it yourself because they get a better shot that way, and also because I, again, because I was physical. Um, in fact, a car accident was a great blessing because it caused me to stop just doing athletics at 17. And so since I was looking for a new way to relate to the world, I became a writer. And um, uh, most high school athletes are not particularly verbal, some of them. So I, I became uh, adept at communicating with the world by writing first. And it also introduced me to rehabilitative exercise mm -hmm. and uh, massage and chiropractory so that when I finally found my way to acting 10 years later, I had the body of an athlete again and, um, and the mind of a writer, which is a great combination for an actor. And in fact, we teach acting, writing, directing and producing together in my mentorship program but uh, so i had the mind of a writer in the body of an athlete and i had the ability because i knew about all these healing modalities to put myself back together very swiftly when i did my own stuff in action movie so you, the, the accident on on the surface looks like a negative event because i almost didn't walk again right. but gratefully that didn't happen um and it turned out to just be what i call god's pivot towards the skill set that I really needed. Um, so most, most quote-unquote negative events are actually that. They're just the universe pivoting you towards the skill set that you need for the future time on Earth. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, you know, when faced with diversity as you have been and being able to focus that into your writing and put it into what you do, that's very inspirational. Absolutely. Now, I'm aware that you have several projects going on at this time. Can you fill us in on what you've got going on? 
Well, um, my company has a, 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 a large number of slates at a lot of different um, economic levels, everything from what the big studio movies, um, although as an independent film company, we would uh, do them skillfully for much less, but everything from 10 to $20 million films all the way down to $100,000 films. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that slate, the heavy lifting has been done on a lot of those, you know, the writing of the scripts and the advanced global development. Um, now, we also, um, I took the time the last four years, really, to, in, in between acting jobs and producing things, to write a book. So we're shepherding that book to publication shortly. I have a great team around me, um, a, a big-time New York agent, Murray uh, Weiss, and intellectual property group here, and a great, great team here, Rob Cosberg and Mike Bean, uh, absolute wizards at PR and that kind of thing. And so I'm just right now quietly uh, reading the book. Um, we shot the cover art this morning. Um, and uh, I'm also preparing an acting part that I'm shooting in Morocco and at their invitation teaching in Marrakesh, shooting in Casablanca and, and teaching in Marrakesh. And it sounds almost too exotic, doesn't it? Sounds nice. Um, And then then, uh, I come back from that trip, and I hope to travel around a little bit to that just because I'm over there. Um, But uh, I come back from that, and I go into an intense pre-production period on something called, uh, well, I'll keep the name of that one a secret, but I play the um, president of the United States in that one, and I'm directing that one. So, um, wow. So uh, there's a lot going on, and I put the uh, mentorship uh, acting thing on hold Mm -hmm. just until we come back um, from uh, that particular shoot. Um, It was a good time to do that. Um, Also, I don't know if your viewers realize, but you can't really get insurance for acting classes anymore because of the Me Too uh, movement. Um, all the insurers have gone away. Um, I've never had a claim against me of any kind, even uh, a liability claim. Right. But um, it's a scary thing when you can't get insurance for an endeavor. Um, uh, you can get film insurance, and I can get insurance for my book. But, um, you know, the Me Too movement is a great thing. It's gotten rid of some pigs that were operating in a very untoward manner mm-hmm. but it it's been so expensive for insurance companies that acting schools and acting classes acting mentorship programs can't even get insurance now so it was a good time to put that on hold until uh, perhaps those insurers come back to the to the to the table okay and in all of that you're doing with the udf films right well, everything I do happens through my corporation, Uncommon Dialogue Films Incorporated. I mean, we have Uncommon Dialogue Films Entertainment and a whole bunch of names under that, but they're really under the corporate umbrella of Uncommon Dialogue Films Incorporated. Okay, okay. Now, I, I have to ask, growing up before the accident, I, I know that changed your pathway for you. Um, did you ever uh, see yourself doing anything else than what you're doing right now at this time? 
Um, all I ever wanted to do in the beginning was be a writer. And so I went to New York and I, I worked for almost every magazine in New York and most of the ad agencies. And I was then an on-camera reporter um, for a bunch of places and a, a correspondent down in South America for magazines. And then I became a playwright and it became an actor. The only other two things that I've thought would have been really interesting to do um, would have been to be a rock star. And, um, and um, I've got a pretty good singing voice. And, um, well, I, I, it sounds ludicrous, but the truth is I was bodyguard for most of the big rock groups after I got out of university, Jimi Hendrix and the Grateful Dead and Elvis Presley and the Beach Boys and Procol Harum, uh, Jethro Tull. I had the great privilege of being up close in that. But, um, you know, I, it's interesting. I was talking to my girlfriend about this the other day. Um, you know, you might have started acting earlier, mm -hmm. um, but it worked out pretty well. I, I got a great background in advertising and journalism and all of that. The other thing, you know, I think you can accomplish anything in our culture if you start out early enough. I think uh, thinking about being the president of the United States early enough would have been an interesting thing to do. You um, still have time. <laughs> I yes. don't know if I do. I mean, the um, the uh, we talk about it. I ran for Congress once for about three weeks. Um, it's something you really have to put everything else aside for mm -hmm. for a period of, of at least two years. And I was never really willing to let the children of the films go without taking them to college. Um, it's something, uh, you know, because ultimately I try to stay as engaged. And indeed, the film I'm about to direct has a lot to do with the world we live in, in, in far, as far as politics. Right. I mean, I'm playing the president of the United States in the movie. So um, uh, we're dealing with those issues on a daily basis. Right. But, you know, the reason Bill Clinton became president is he got that in his head when he was about nine years old. Well, I got it in my head to become a, a, a writer. So I became a writer. Then when acting happened, I got it in the head of producing movies and doing all of that. I've always been politically engaged, though, um, I mean, right now, I'm dealing right today with some fact that I turned down some work in China. They wanted me to come over there and teach. And uh, I, I said no, because uh, it's not the first time uh, we've had Chinese entities that wanted to fund our films before. The problem is you have to ask yourself, where does that money come from? The first time I turned down that work, the money came from a group that goes around the world getting other countries to um, disavow Taiwan. Well, I'm sorry, I stand for the people of Taiwan defining their, their own destiny and living without control by the mainland uh, communist Chinese government. And this time, you know, 50% of the money to bring me over there would come from the Chinese Communist Party. I'm sorry, I don't want to bolster that totalitarian system. Okay. Now, you had stated before um, that you are um, descendant from some of the founding families. Is that why this is so close to your heart? 
Well, I don't know that I ever said I was dissent. I am actually, uh, that's a good way of putting it. When I think of the founding families or founding fathers, I think of the guys who signed the Declaration of the Independence and that kind of thing. But mm -hmm. um, I, certainly my fa family came to America in um, 1620 in Virginia. And um, my father's family came to Louisiana from the uh, Scottish-Irish migration from France um, that after the Civil War in Scotland. So early on, yes, my ancestors were here. So I'm very connected to the American experiment. My father was a veteran in World War II. I have ancestors that fought in all the wars of America, including the Civil War, on both sides. Uh, so I... Uh, I'm a great admirer of the American experiment, despite the fact it's imperfect and needs evolution. Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's vastly superior to um, dictatorships and um, state rule. And so, um, yeah, I, I, I'm a big fan of, the, of America and the American system. Are we perfect and are we crazy and are we greed-inspired in a lot of quarters? Yes, I try not to be part of that part, but to call that out. You know, the bottom line is, uh, dear, there's two types of people on the planet. There's decent and there's indecent. And I'm not talking about social behavior. I'm talking about um, political behavior and indeed, yes, social behavior too. Um, so people in modern life have to decide which side are they on. Are they on the decent side or are they on the indecent side? I think any system that is enslaving people and sending out hitmen to kill their critics is uh, on the indecent side. And the Chinese Communist Party falls into that, as does the North Koreans, as do Iran, as do a number of uh, authoritarian regimes around the world. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, by the way, certain religions fall into that uh, That that situation you know the catholic church yes you can be a great catholic and be a, a really good um american right. but the institution of the catholic church doesn't allow women to be pope or cardinal or priest so um really the institution of catholicism is incompatible with the american experiment which is that both sexes can achieve whatever they wish so um uh, now, there's a, a difference between the Taliban and the Catholic Church, of course, but there's some oppression of, you know, of women involved in both systems. So um, whether that needs to be called out by right people or evil triumphs. Amen. Amen. Now, well, God bless you. Amen. Back at you. Yeah. I, I wanted to ask, and, and I know this is kind of a way in back into the films again, but do you feel films these days are missing something, giving it to the audience? And, and if you do, what do you feel is missing? Well, I, I think at the studio level, um, in large measure, there's a, a business model that's operating in the, um, look, the, 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 problem, the problem is not the medium. You can use reality TV to emotionally 
lead people to their better selves. You can use studio level movies or independent films to lead uh, people to their, their better selves. Mm -hmm. You can tell a war movie and tell great, great things uh, that lead people to nobility and redemption and all that. The issue becomes when art, novels, films, anything like that, don't actually lead people to their better self. Now, that's not the only criteria. Uh, great art and movies should lead people into worlds they've never seen before. Right. Um, I think there's tremendous amount of energy towards projects in all fields that uh, that don't lead people to their better selves. Um, there are studio movies that do so. There are studio movies that are made basically based on bad television shows and comic books, and they really don't connect with the audience emotionally. Right. Um, and, and they don't uh, pass through redemption and, 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 and enlightenment and at the same time being great entertainment. Um, there are wonderful visionaries at work in the world, but there's numbers is, is smaller than they should be. Mm -hmm. uh, I think, uh, I think there's far less connection emotionally with audiences in a lot of projects than there should be, but there's some great stuff happening out there. You know, in, in the worlds of music, you take rock music, not all rock music is brilliant, uh, but there are brilliant practitioners of it. Not all rap music is brilliant, but there are brilliant practitioners of it. Um, in every field, um, those who are doing inventive, uh, evocative, original, extraordinary work, you have to wade through a certain amount of stuff. But there's a lot of great talented people operating. Absolutely, there is. Well, thank you very much for your in-depth answer. Um, for our audience that's looking... Is that a, is that a way of saying long-winded? <laughs> no, actually, it, it was very informative because there is so much missing today um, that's relatable on a, a very large scale spiritually with, you know, integrity uh, and noble ways and everything, you, you hit it right on target. So thank you. Well, thanks. A lot of people feel that they're forced into expedient or expediency or making the short-term situation. They're not really, because if you choose the high ground, their great forces will align with you. I think Winston Churchill said, if you proceed confidently, you will succeed beyond your wildest imaginings and great forces will align with you. Um, that is true. People have to have the courage to step out and they have mm -hmm. to have the courage and realize that the universe isn't going to. Now, if you live in communist China and you step out, you're going to be disappeared. And that's why right. that system is to be spoken out against. Um, yeah, look, it's like food, okay? The food exists to nurture us and to make us better human beings. People sometimes make, I don't understand why people make the decisions they do sometimes, except they make quick decisions or they think it's a good economic decision. Right. It's not really, it's a short-lived deal. Yep. For our audience that wants to keep up with everything you've got going on, I know you've got a ton of projects coming out this year. 
where can they follow you at? Well, I'm I, I'm readily accessible. I'm on Facebook, and if you put Patrick Kilpatrick in there, um, I'm the first thing that comes up. Um, they can certainly go online and find Uncommon Dialogue films and call into the office or email into the office. Um, I'm not hard to get a hold of. Um, some people do and um, uh, are less accessible, and mm-hmm. perhaps I should be, but I'm... I find really great things come from accessibility to the to the world, and um, I'm not shy about being available. Nice, Mariano. Do you have anything that you'd like to add? If if you're wondering why Mariano's so bouncy, it's because he's being driven in the desert. <laughs> that sounds like a delightful fresh air experience. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm actually over here with my friend Mark, who actually was a Navy diver, ex-military, uh, just like myself, Navy. And we're over here by uh, other side of Palm Springs. There's yeah, Chaka Mountain Bombing Range. Okay. So nice. it's a military base where they actually uh, do bombing, uh, practice bombing stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I, I just I, I just told them as long as we stay away from where they're bombing. <laughs> God bless so. you for doing being in the service. My dad was in the Navy, and we have a big <laughs> film that has to do with World War II Navy. And I one wow. of my aspirations is to get that done. So um, very nice. You know, thank you for doing all of that, guys. Uh, it was awesome. Uh, hey, Patrick, I, I just noticed I was looking at the IMDb. Man, you got a lot of lot of credits. And I noticed this year, it looks like you got like eight or nine or ten films. I mean, you're, you're pretty busy. I am. You know, I've always been busy. The good news about being a writer and an actor and a producer and a producer's consultant and a teacher is there's always something coming at you. So, um uh, it becomes a time management thing rather than a, oh, you know, I mean, I'll finish an acting job and I'm right back to whatever I'm doing. So um, it's a, I call it the curse of a liberal arts education. <laughs> did, did you, did I noticed you do martial arts movies with different actors. Uh, I don't know. Did you do martial arts before? Or I don't know. You worked with Hector and uh, some of these other uh, martial art actors, uh, what's his name? Uh, Don the Dragon Wilson, for example, or, or Benny the Jet, or uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Jean-Claude yeah, and yeah. Gall and, and uh, guys who are martial artists around the world you haven't even heard of about. But um, yeah, I, I call what I do movie black belt. Uh, <laughs> I uh, The only martial arts I've ever done is shooting um, consistently. And so... I, I'm a recreational and competitive shooter, but I've, I've studied boxing and I've studied jujitsu and I was a collegiate wrestler in high school and uh, oh, as well wow. as a whole bunch of other sports. And um, so I'm a big UFC fan and I find myself mimicking guys like Carlos Condit and, and uh, watch, you know, you, but for me, it's more of a dance really. Um, um, but after a while, you know, you do enough dancing and you can kick pretty hard. So, um, uh, I try to, um, 
you have to do it very quick on a movie set. And so it's really much of learn the things by the numbers and go. I still love shooting and uh, do it as often as I possibly can. It's a great meditation. I should mention that um, Blackwater, um, Jean-Claude and I originally 26, seven years ago did Death Warrant together. Well, um, Blackwater is coming out with him, myself, uh, and Dolph Lundgren uh, on the 6th in, in okay, just great. a couple of days. So Blackwater. Also, I've got a movie coming out called Catalyst um, where I play a pedophilic priest. Uh, don't anybody say that's typecasting. And then um, <laughs> then um, uh, what else is coming? Assassin X is in the stores right now, and I'm nice. very grateful. I got People's Choice Award for that at the Action and Film Festival. And um, American Violence uh, is in stores right now on Netflix. Um, what else is coming out? Um, there's a couple other things, but um, Blackwater is coming out really well. Nope. So I, I haven't seen it yet. I hope it's great. Um, I write about that extensively in my book, um, nice. as well as a whole bunch of other things. In fact, we may have two books because right now the draft is... 511 pages okay. and wow generally you only want about 250 pages per we've book. got one minute and 30 seconds before the the meeting shuts off i just wanted to let you know <laughs> <laughs> there you go i could keep you on here all night though you're so full of information um i i did put a link to all the films that you've got coming up i've linked them to your imbd on your bio page as well and I wanted to thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to be a guest here on Mariano Big Dog's Corner. And this has been you a know, podcast. It's my pleasure. And the one in Morocco is called Night Walk. It's Romeo and Juliet meets uh, Islam. <laughs>